Welcome to the Middle East Update with Amir Sarfati. Amir discusses the latest news from Israel and the region through the lens of biblical prophecy. The original video versions can be found on Behold Israel's YouTube and Facebook channels. To make it convenient, we've converted them to audio format to keep up with your busy schedule. Be sure to also subscribe to Amir Sarfati on Telegram for daily updates from the Middle East. Amir's Middle East updates are based on the latest and most reliable sources, so you know you're getting the most accurate news. Now, on to the update. Shalom everyone, this is Amir Tzalfati. I'm live from Galilee, from Israel, uh, with some uh, breaking news regarding uh, something that uh, started last night, but uh, seems to uh, continue and we, with, with more information that we have on it today. Um, and just to give you also a general update on the situation here, a um, few words also on the Ukraine. So, first of all, um, last night, without any uh, notice, without any um, alert, without any red alert, two Grad, these are very low quality Russian rockets uh, actually were fired from southern part of uh, Lebanon, just below the city of Tyre, um, from a village where we believe a Palestinian uh, faction there, probably Hamas operatives, uh, fired them. And they landed in uh, uh, Israel in an open area. Uh, what really bothers the Israeli authorities is that uh, these are dumb, very easy to spot rockets, yet there is no system that alerted the locals that rockets are flying. So something went wrong here, and Israelis are now trying to find out what went wrong and why. The thing is that the southern Lebanese military, the, the military in Lebanon, found today two more rockets that were ready to be launched and they of course dismantled this whole thing and but what 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 we're what I'm trying to say is that the, the Palestinians are being emboldened not, not only to fire rockets from Gaza which they did uh, not only to start riots in Jerusalem and in the West Bank but also now to fire from uh, Lebanon if that's not enough we've got um, Iranian cyber attack groups that uh, conducted a cyber uh, attack on Israeli infrastructure uh, sites such as the airport authorities and the Central Bank of Israel. Um, and so we are watching over the last few days a, a comprehensive attempt to attack Israel from all sides. Uh, again, they smell weakness because we do have a very weak government. We do not respond harshly the way we should. Uh, Hamas, uh, they, they shot rockets uh, from Gaza. One of them landed in open area in Israel, but the other one landed on their own heads. Where? In the courtyard of a school funded by the United Nations. The United Nations Relief and Work Association, UNRWA, uh, their school, that's where the rocket that the Palestinians shot landed, right there. If it wasn't uh, nighttime, it could have fallen on 
on students, on, on children. And of course, nobody would say anything. Nobody would hold them accountable. Um, so we're watching uh, an inter interesting thing. And I, and I told you, folks, I told you that this is a well-planned, well-organized attempt to attack. And for two reasons. One, because the Palestinian agenda and the Palestinian issue uh, was uh, taken from the top to the very bottom, because of so many other reasons, the collapse of so many Arab countries, the coronavirus, and, of course, the Abraham Accords that brought so many countries to be friends with Israel. All of that made the Palestinian uh, issue a non-issue over the past two and a half years, and uh, a government of change changed it and uh, brought it back to the table. And... Um, the Palestinians are very frustrated with, with seeing all those other Arab countries befriending Israel. And so what they did, they realized that, um, you know, the political thing is not working. Oh, that's F-16 is just flying. The F-16 is just taking off. Not sure. Maybe there's some more action on the, on the border. I'm very close to the northernmost military airbase in Israel here. What I'm trying to say is that when you take this issue and make it a religious issue rather than a political one, and you, you choose carefully the Ramadan. Ramadan is the month where they fast throughout the day uh, for 30 days. And when they do that, they also have special prayers. And so a person not only is very edgy because he's not drinking, he's not smoking, and he's not eating, and he's not even drinking but he's also very much engaged in this spiritual, religious activity that supposedly bring him closer to God. Therefore, anything of God or for God, he will gladly do. Whereas in a normal, regular day, he's not that attentive to. And so very carefully and very, very, I say cleverly, they chose the Ramadan to be the month where they launch what I told you before, the final assault on Israel. Um, um, so um, we, we're watching that. And um, so, so we've got the Ramadan. And we're, we're watching the Ramadan. But not only that, um, as, as I said before, we're having issues with, um, uh, with, you know, the, the Hamas and the Fatah, and it's an internal Palestinian thing. Everybody wants to show that he is the real, uh, you know, the, the real leader of the Palestinian people. They don't even agree amongst themselves who is going to lead them. Now, having said that, what you may not know is that the attempt is to make it religious, but the execution of it was not religious. It was sacrilegious. Because if you really think about it, all the footage that came from the Temple Mount, what they considered the third holiest mold was a desecration of their own mosques. They desecrated their own mosques. First of all, Muslim men should take off their shoes. 
before entering a mosque. They did not do that because they were not there to pray. They, they stored firecrackers. They stored rocks, big rocks. And when they wanted to start the riots, they would throw rocks and firecrackers while opening the door of the mosque and then hiding inside the mosque. They used to, I have footage, but they play soccer within the walls of the mosque. They, they literally play football, in European football, inside the mosque while wearing shoes. They're not praying. They're not worshiping. They are using those places. Not only that, they went to the Dome of the Rock and they placed the Palestinian flag, a Hamas flag. These, even in Saudi Arabia, the mother of Sunni Islam, they don't put a Saudi flag on the holiest site because it's a religious, it's not a national thing. So make no mistake, the Muslim world is watching uh, how the Palestinians themselves desecrate themselves the site that they themselves say is the third holiest one for them in the world. So that's as far as, so, so it's not really working according to their plans because uh, um, it is what it is. However, let me now tell you where the Israeli pathetic, weak government is. As of today, as of yesterday, actually, well, as of yesterday, Passover is over. And the Israeli government, in a very unprecedented manner, well, it happened before, but not, not like that. Israeli government closed the Temple Mount from, for Jewish people to enter. Now, Jewish people don't enter the mosques. They don't pray in those mosques. But they do have the right, according to the status quo, to visit every day from Sunday to Thursday, from 7.30 to 10.30 a.m., that's it. And the Israeli government, in order to appease the Palestinians, forbid Jews from going up to the Temple Mount. It's locked. It's closed. Jews cannot allow it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about what if we closed the Jewish quarter in the Western Wall from Muslims or Christians. The whole world would say that we are apartheid, that we're racist. I mean, think about it. They say that anyway. But look what we did. We actually closed the place for Jewish access. That's what it is. And so you can clearly see that when you act like that, you invite more troubles and more problems. And this is exactly what is going on. So, rockets from Lebanon last night. Two more rockets were found this morning. These are Palestinian factions of Hamas that were trying to show their solidarity with everybody else. We know that things could come from Syria. <laughs> you know, when you have a weak government, when you have a very undecisive response, you invite problems. And, you're, and this is exactly what's going on right now. Now, uh, let me give you a short update on the Ukraine. Um, and you may not agree or like it because, unfortunately, I'm not following the mainstream media that tries to portray a Russian defeat and a Ukrainian victory. It is 
far from that. Let me explain. Russia never wanted to rule and take over Ukraine. This was never the agenda. The agenda was to make Ukraine not join NATO, to make Ukraine recognize Crimea as a Russian territory, and to make Ukraine recognize the Donbass area, Luhansk and Donetsk, as separate republics that are not under Ukrainian rule. Now, these are things that are not something that the Ukraine wants to live with. I get it. But Russia is achieving those goals, believe it or not. A, Ukraine is not becoming a member of NATO. Every, even NATO understands that. B, Crimea is not even something the Ukrainians dream of ever getting it back. And see what is happening now is Russia is moving forward to take over the entire Donbass area. Because you understand when the war started, portion of the Donbass, portion of Donetsk and Luhansk were in the hands of the separatists. And the other portion was in the hand of the Ukrainian our, you know, government. Now, Russia is taking the entire area that once used to be controlled by Ukrainians to create a sequence of territory of Donbass, of Luhansk and Donetsk, to be completely detached from Ukraine. And they do that and they succeed. Yes, you can show as much as you want destroyed tanks and destroyed aircrafts and destroyed helicopters, which is true. Russia lost tons of soldiers, and t- but Russia is achieving its primary goals, even right now. Now, in the attempt of the Russians to stop the flow of all the ammunitions and support and supply from the West, in the last few days, especially in the last few hours, Russia is attacking railway stations, warehouses, not on the eastern part of of Ukraine. They shoot cruise missiles to the western part of Ukraine, above the heads of everybody. You can go to my Telegram channel, go to Telegram, Amir Zalfati. I I have there those videos of of the cruise missiles flying above people, low, and then hitting uh, all those uh, silos of, of ammunition and, and, and su- supply. And as of last night, five railway stations got hit in central and western Ukraine. And as of 30 minutes ago, it, it is happening again, now this time in Lviv, on the very western part of Ukraine. So you have to understand one thing. You can you can decide that Russia lost. That's fine with me, you know. But but you have to understand that it is far from being the truth. Not that I am pro-Russian. In fact, I am against this war to begin with. And I I always say to people. Rosh will be judged by God. God said in Ezekiel 38, I am against you. So I'm not pro-Putin, pro-Russian, but I am going to tell you the truth. Ukraine never won this war. And the the, the, the very targets of Russia are being achieved right now. Yes, they lost 
tons of soldiers, tons of tanks, tons of aircraft. I agree. But the bottom line is they are taking over the eastern part to create those two separate republics, even on the former Ukrainian side. They maintain their control of Crimea, and they created a passage on the ground from Crimea to Donbass, so they don't even have to cross into Ukrainian territory anymore. Russia took over the whole area. Mariupol, the city on the Azov Sea, Mariupol fell. They can tell you it didn't, but it did. There's only about 1,000 people left in this steel plant. And right now, as we speak, they are being given humanitarian corridor to lead. Anything between 300 to 1,000 people are locked up in an underground bunker for weeks since the end of February. Throughout March and the beginning of April, for weeks they have not seen the daylight. A lot of them are injured. A lot of dead bodies there. The Russians bombard the Azov, Azov, Stal, Azov Tal um, um, plant. But again, there's quite a few civilians there, and they just announced opening a corridor, allowing them to flee, and, and, and that's it. There's no more Ukrainian resistance in the streets of Mariupol. Mariupol fell. Mariupol is conquered by the Russians. And why do you think Mariupol fell? Because the Russians, by doing so, created a land passage from Crimea to Donbass. This is what they wanted. So again, I would be very, very, very careful cheering up, thinking that Russia lost and Ukraine won. It is not the case. And uh, right now, um, Russia is working according to a plan, a very, very detailed, ordered plan to destroy infrastructures that allow weapons to come from the West and to occupy from the East every square inch they want those separatists to have as their um, republics, new republics of Donetsk and Luhansk. And these are things, and, and again, NATO will not accept Ukraine. Everybody understand that. I'm not even sure if the EU will accept Ukraine. So um, I'm telling you, it's going to take long. It's been two months, two months of war. Two months of war, and I can tell you, some of the cities like uh, Kharkiv, like uh, Mariupol, and, and, and like uh, you know some, you know, there's quite a few on the eastern part. They're ghost towns right now. They're they're completely destroyed. Uh, rockets were flying to Odessa the other day, killing few people, and so I'm I'm trying to say Russia is now on a very different campaign of denying weapons from the West and occupying more and more land from the East. They may, I'm not sure, they may eventually get to the Dnieper, the Dnieper River, and eventually make it a border between the Russian control part and the Ukrainian control part. You, you, you don't really know, but uh, all I know is one thing. The goals of the Russians were never, I mean, maybe the only one goal that they never achieved was to overthrow this government and to put 
someone on their behalf. That I agree that they it didn't work because of their failed attempt to take over Kiev from the air as they were landing from the air in the uh, uh, Hostomel airport, um, and they failed, basically. They did not consider the resistance that uh, they will uh, meet on the ground. But apart from that, uh, in fact, uh, they need Zelensky more than ever before now, because they need him to only someone at the status of Zelensky can eventually bring about to the Ukrainians some sort of a ceasefire agreement, because uh, he cannot be uh, he cannot be accused as a someone who works for the Russians. He actually went to war with the Russians, but on the other hand, he he will not want to continue this war forever. So the Russians are now holding Zelensky as an asset and not as a um, as a, um, a liability. So. Very interesting things going on there. France elected Macron again as a president and um, make a surprised face because, uh, let's face it, East Western Europe is uh, getting readier and readier uh, to eventually produce the Antichrist. It's very obvious to me this part of Europe is weak. It's uh, spineless. There's no leader. The Germany... The leader of Germany right now is a joke. Everybody, even within Germany, are criticizing Schultz for trying to be against the Russians, but actually protecting the Russian interests, because he's not giving up on buying Russian oil and Russian gas. He's not. So you've got a very weak leader in Germany. You've got a super weak leader in France that the French themselves don't even like. 42% voted for Le Pen. 42%. 42%. This was a, a this was a, a far extreme right wing considered right wing far extreme that seven, eight, nine years ago ex- only had 18%. It's 42% right now. It tells you how much France is divided and how much Macron is weak. So Germany is weak. Italy at the moment is weak. Um all the western part of, 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 of Europe is basically very liberal, very progressive, very weak, very confused. And this leadership crisis will eventually produce this thirst and hunger for someone whom I believe will be the Antichrist. So there's a lot that is going on right now. I have some good news and bad news. Uh, Next week, we're going to launch Revealing Revelation, my uh, anticipated book, um, okay, the printer cannot print fast enough, and uh, there's not enough books, basically. Amazon bought a lot because Amazon is banking on pre-orders. Only pre-orders will get the book on time, just so you know. So if you haven't got this Revealing Revelation book, uh, you want to do that now, because next week it will be officially released and guess who gets it first? Those who pre-ordered it. So go ahead and secure the book. And uh, um, I'm telling you, it's going to be the best way for you to ever understand the book of Revelation, which will also explain a lot of what's going on now to all of you. Good. This was a short, uh, but I think a very needed update. Again, the rockets from Lebanon towards Israel last night. Two more rockets were found today and dismantled by the Lebanese army. 
share this update with as many people as you can and follow me on Telegram. Telegram is the only way you can you can see the news, you can see videos, maps, and 24-7 updates on what's going on, okay? Telegram, Messenger, download it, go for Amir Tzalfati. I've got about 264,000 subscribers, so you will know exactly which is the right one and not the fake one. There's tons of fake ones. And uh, follow me there. You'll see tons of very interesting things. All right. Thank you. God bless you. And shalom from uh, Galilee. Bye-bye.